0: The Bible says that too much is given, much more is required. And I feel that we are living not only in the last days, but that parents and grandparents have a great responsibility. Not only to your children, but to God and to the church of Jesus Christ.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It's great to have you with us today for our continuing focus on marriage and family. Today, Raul will challenge us to take an honest look at the spiritual heritage we're passing along to our children. No matter what season of parenting you're in, whether you have your toddler at home or grown children off on their own, you have a God given responsibility to guide the next generation as you share your personal faith. The title of today's study is Parents' Responsibility to Children. Here's Raul Reese in Judges chapter 2.
0: I know that many of you that are here are young parents, and some of you are oldie but goodie fathers and mothers. And so I want to just really share with you this morning a message that not only ministered to me, but I hope it ministers to you. And that is parents' responsibility and grandparents' responsibility to their children and grandchildren. I don't know if you understand that we have a major role in the kingdom of God, especially if you are a Christian, in not only knowing your grandchildren, but teaching them. About God. The Bible says that too much is given. Much more is required. And yet when you read the story of Judges chapter 2. This is a story of a generation. That did not listen to his mother and father and grandmother and grandfather. As a matter of fact, it wasn't really the problem with the children as much as the problem was with the parents and with their grandparents. Because even though God had blessed them and God had given everything to the parents and the grandparents, yet they neglected to teach the next generation. And they paid for it heavily. And I feel that we are living not only in the last days, but that parents and grandparents have a great responsibility, not only to your children, but to God and to the church of Jesus Christ. The picture is drawn of a frog being placed in actually in a pot with water over the stove. And as the fire is turned on, that frog stays in that actual pot. 10, 15 minutes, the water begins to heat. And the frog begins not only to become accustomed to the heat, but he never moves, never jumps. And all of a sudden, the actual frog is boiling over and it's dead. That's the condition of a lot of people today. When it comes to the things of God, and seeing what's happening around us, people have become complacent in the church. And yet, when you go back to the Old Testament, you begin to see that God not only spoke to the people of God, but when Moses was just about to die, within a 30-day period of time, he wrote the book of Deuteronomy, After he had written Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus, and Numbers, he writes Deuteronomy in the last 30 days of his life. And he writes concerning the importance of a parent and a grandparent teaching his children and following up. And when you get to the book of Joshua, Joshua, as he gets old, getting ready to die, he gathers his family together around him, Gathers the people of God around him. And he says, for me and my house, we have decided to serve the Lord Jehovah God. And the people said, Amen. But it was a different story. Words are cheap compared to actions. And when you come to the book of Deuteronomy, Moses said this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk to your children of them when you sit down in your house, and when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be frontless between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This is the commandment of God to the people of God concerning the teaching of their children. And yet many times we don't understand that not only children are a gift of God to the parent and to the grandparents. But literally God has loaned you your children for a small time. To lead them, to guide them into all truth. To make sure that as they grow up, they'll be able to fight the battles of life. Not by the arm of flesh, but by the Word of God. The Word of God that has been ingrained in their minds and in their hearts. You see, so it's really important that we understand what God has given to us. Here in the book of Judges, there is an interesting and an incredible lesson. Because this was a time where not only the people of God, those that had come out of Egypt, those that had lived with Joshua, and Joshua now was old, and he was getting ready to die, that he brought the people in, and he exhorted them, and he told them, God first, nothing else, for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And the people said, Amen. We will do the same. But then look how it really begins in chapter 2 of Judges. Verse 1. And then the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to him. And he said, I led you up from Egypt and brought you to the land of which I swore to your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. Now the angel of the Lord here is a theophany in the Old Testament of Jesus Christ himself. As the angel of Jehovah. He led them through the wilderness. He led them out of Egypt. And then on Mount Sinai, he made the covenant with them. Not only the Ten Commandments. But the covenant that He made with them, to be with them, and they would be with Him. That they would honor Him. And that they would love Him. And then, look what He says in verse 2. And you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars, but you have not obeyed My voice. Why have you done this? You know, here God gave them the covenant, and they broke the covenant as soon as their parents and their grandparents died. There arose a generation that did not know the Lord. They disobeyed. Verse 3. Therefore, I also God said to you, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall be thorns into your sides, and their God shall be a snare unto you. Because you will not listen to me, and you will not hear what I say, I will use them to destroy you. Notice that. God turns the tables. God uses evil for good. You see, to chasten His people. Why? Because whoever the Lord loves, He chastens. If you're a real son, you're a real daughter of God, He will chasten you because He loves you. He's not going to let you get away with your sin. Ever. That's what's so good about being a Christian. Secondly, notice the response By the people in verse 4 and 5. And so it was when the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all the children of Israel. That the people lifted up their voices and they began to weep. Notice their emotions towards God. And then they called the name of that place Bokhim. Which means weepers or weeping. And they sacrificed to the Lord their God. Notice that here God desires that we have a change of heart and a change of mind. Not just weeping, but changing as we truly repent before God.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We want to remind you that our goal is to spur you on in honoring the Lord Jesus with your life. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for a variety of Bible-based resources, including this 20-part marriage series on an MP3 flash drive. Now back to the final part of our lesson, parents' responsibility to children.
0: And then in verses 6-7, through seven, Notice what he says. And when Joshua had dismissed the people, the children of Israel, went each to his own inheritance to possess the land. So now he's talking in Joshua 24, verses 28 to 31. If you want to mark that down, that's what he's talking about. That's the reference to that. The old generation is getting ready to die. And Joshua speaking to them. And so the people serve the Lord all the days of Joshua. And all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord, what He had done for Israel. Notice, they had seen so many miracles, so many wonders. And what did God desire? God desired that you would sit around with your children and tell them, Hey, you should have seen when God brought us out of Egypt, and we crossed the Red Sea, And we got to the other side, and God destroyed the Egyptian army, and then He gave us manna to eat. And we have the same sandals, and the same clothes, and God protected us all the way through, 40 years through the wilderness. This is the Lord Jehovah God that blesses you. You see? He wanted them to tell them the stories, from generation to generation. Verse 8, notice. And now Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord. He says, he died when he was 110 years old. And they buried him with the border of his inheritance at Tinnah Harris, which is about uh, 10 miles northeast of Bethel and 20 miles northwest of Jerusalem. In the mountains of Ephraim, in the north of Mount Gash. And here it is, verse 10. And when all that generation, the parents, the grandparents, and great-grandparents had been gathered together to their fathers, which means they died, another generation arose after them, check this out, who did not know the Lord, neither the worst which He had done for Israel. How sad. They stopped telling their children and their grandchildren about God. You know, I think it's of importance that parents are not threatened by the grandparents. Especially if you have godly grandparents. They can help you. Because they love you. And they love your children. And I think it's important for mothers and fathers to take the time during a meal. To have a time sitting around and sharing what God has done throughout the day. Praying with your wife, praying with your husband, praying with your children. And then sharing about the family, if you have a godly family. The other day I was looking at some of the old pictures, because you know, I'm the first generation Christian. Past that, all my family's Ethan's, heathens. And to look back at my great-grandmother, And my great-grandfather, I can remember, being about five years old, I can remember when my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather died. I remember going to their house, looking at that side of the Spanish family. And then looking to the other side of the Mexican-German side, it's incredible to see, you know, the the two sides of the families... And then to be able to see how God touched my life, and God touched my brother's life, and my sister's, and my mother, and my father, and we started a whole new generation. And now, teaching our grandchildren, concerning the Lord, and concerning His works, and how God touched our lives. And we pray that our grandchildren will pass it on to their generation and generations to come, if the Lord tarries but spending time in sharing with them. Because surely we don't want to hear the words where another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, neither the works which He had done for Israel. That somehow it stops. And the next generation will be totally heathens. And they'll begin to worship other gods. But it's so sad because as you read these words in verse 10, look what it says in verse 11 now. And then the children of Israel, their children now, that evil in the sight of the Lord and serve the gods of the Canaanites, Baal, the God of the storm, the God of wars. And notice, and they forsook the Lord God of their fathers. Who had brought them out of the land of Egypt and they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them and they bowed down to them and they provoked the Lord to anger and they forsook the Lord and served Baal and the Ashtaroths, the God of fertility, the God of love and the God of war instead of the Lord Jehovah God. They mixed in with the world. They had no background to their Christianity. No background to their godly heritage because the parents and the grandparents failed in passing it on to the next generation after Joshua. And it's sad because here's the record. Verse 14. And then the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And so He delivered them into the hands of the plunders who despoiled them. And He sold them into the hands of their enemies all around. And so they could no longer stand before their enemies. God turned them over. Why? Because they would not turn to God. You see? And when you don't turn to God, God will turn you over to your enemies. God desires to chasten. So that maybe there's a turning around to God. It's not that God hates them. God loves them. as God loves you. Verse 15. And wherever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for calamity. Notice that. Not blessing, cursing. And as the Lord had said, as the Lord had sworn to them, and they were greatly distressed, God said it, God did it. Because they would not listen to what God had said. Verse 16, Nevertheless, the Lord God raised up judges who delivered them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they would not listen to their judges, but they played the whore with other gods and bowed down to them. And notice, And they turned quickly from the way in which their fathers had walked in obeying the commandments of the Lord. They did not do so. They made a choice. Even though they knew about their grandma and their grandpa and mother and father, that they serve the Lord, they turn against their heritage to worship other gods. Why? Because God's given us a will. We can make choices. You don't have to serve God. You don't have to love God. You don't even have to know God. You can do whatever you want to do. We come and we submit ourselves to Him. Why? Because we want a better life. We want our children to experience a better life. And when something comes along, like some calamity or some sickness or some weakness, whatever it may be, or some trial, we can always fall back on prayer. We can always fall back on the Word of God. We can always trust in the Lord. That's what we want to know. That's what we want. When our children would be sick, we would lay hands on them and pray for them. Whenever they would have a problem, we would open the Bible and tell them from the Bible what the Bible says about different situations. Teaching them, leading them, guiding them by the power of the Holy Spirit. So as a parent or grandparent, you have a great challenge in your life. Why? Because you got to know the Word of God. But most important, you got to know God. So you can talk to your children. You could talk to your grandchildren. So important to spend time with God. And in His word. So we can pass it on from generation to generation. Verse 16 again. Nevertheless the Lord raised up judges. And these judges were to deliver them. But they wouldn't listen. Verse 18. And when the Lord raised up the judges for them, the Lord was with the judges and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judges. For the Lord was moved with pity by the groaning because of those who oppressed them and harassed them. God's grace was over them. And yet they accepted it and then they rejected it. Verse 19, And it came to pass, when the judge was dead, that they reverted and behaved more corruptly than their fathers by following other gods and served them and bowed down to them, and they did not cease from their own doings nor from their own stubborn ways. It is the saddest thing when you see your son or you see your daughter or you see your nephew or niece or your grandchild walk away from God. It breaks your heart. And all you can do is pray for them. Pray for them, that God will touch them, that God will bring them back. Because as a man and as a woman, you as a woman, you know what they're going to go through. And if you today have a child or a grandchild or a nephew or a niece that is out there in the world and he's serving Satan and Satan is beating him up, pray for them. God is faithful to hear our prayers. And you prepare, you get ready, so when they come back, you'll have something to share with them from the Word. Prepare your hearts, prepare your minds. For God wants to use your life, and He wants to use my life. And then check this out, verse 20, the consequences. And then the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And He said, because this nation has transgressed my covenant which I commanded their fathers and has not listened to my voice. I also will no longer drive out any of the nations which Joshua left when he died. And so that through them I may test Israel whether they will keep my ways of the Lord and walk in them as their fathers kept them or not. Therefore, the Lord left those nations without driving them out immediately, nor did He deliver them into the hands of Joshua. God says, I'm going to teach them. I'm going to lead them. I'm going to chasten them. Because the heart of God is not to cast you away. The heart of God is to draw you back to Himself. That's the heart of God. Because God loves you.
1: Today's account of an entire generation rejecting God is a sobering warning as we think about our role in guiding the next generation to a place of genuine faith. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Rawl Reese. If you'd like to hear today's teaching in its complete form, call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for today's study, Parents' Responsibility to Children. We'll send a copy to you for a gift of $5 or more. Now, to further equip you with a blueprint of the Lord's design for a healthy, spiritually-minded family, we'd like to tell you about an MP3 thumb drive of this entire series we're currently airing. This 20-part study explores God's institution of marriage in Eden and illuminates the Bible's instructions for husbands, wives, and parents. An interview with Raul and his wife Sharon also provides additional insight from their own personal experience. To order Raul's 20-part marriage series, including the bonus interview, visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. And we'll send your USB drive for a gift of $30 or more. That's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Thanks so much for partnering with us and sharing these programs with the world. We appreciate each of your tax-deductible contributions. Tune in next time as we continue this series centered on grounding your family in God's ways. You'll see that in every season of parenting, you can have a positive spiritual influence in your children's lives when you consistently demonstrate a genuine personal faith in the Lord. Now with the closing comment for today, here's Raul. You
0: see, because of the result of Jesus Christ's death on the cross... We can have a new relationship with God and the Father. We can have that through faith in Jesus Christ when we come back to the Lord. Secondly, our true worth is not based on anything we have done or what we can do, but what He, Jesus, has done for each one of us. And then finally, the Holy Spirit indwells and equips us for every good task. Through the yieldness, as we yield ourselves to him, we are made competent that he is the source of our ability and the source of our life, Jesus Christ. Without him, I can do nothing. That's why we need to teach our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. Never stop talking about God. I am.
1: This program is sponsored by Somebody Lives You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.